Hi, this is Phoebe Bowman, and this is my second podcast for my argumentation and debate class. How are you doing today, Mr. Dicker? I hope as well. So we were given two articles to pick apart and analyze, and I'm just going to roll with the names. I might brutally murder them, but Shiapa and Zarevsky. So I'm just going to kind of get into my thoughts about the two of them. I still don't understand clearly what exactly we're supposed to be doing with these. But I did find these two articles very, very interesting. More so the first one by Shiapa than by Zarevsky. But I do think that they play an interesting role together, the two of them. So I'll start with Shiapa's of a rhetorical definition, which at first I was very confused with because I didn't know if it was a term because I had never even thought to debate or to argue what exactly a definition is. In his in his article, he discusses something, and again, I'm probably going to murder this, denotative conformity, denotative conformity, either one of those, but in which that in order to have a precise method of language use so that we can all communicate with each other in a clear way that everybody can understand, we have to have certain words that are clearly defined so that if I say the word cup, you know exactly what I'm meaning. But I, it had never crossed my mind that Technically, even definitions are claims that we are making because in his, in his article, and I, this was, it stuck out to me very much, that definitions are man-made. We did not discover definitions. We didn't find them. We defined what they were. So at any given point, you can go back in time and say, okay, this is what that word meant at this time, which, like using his dictionary, he says that in a lexical sense, that dictionaries can be wrong because what somebody may have been defining at that point, may not they may not have fully understood what it was that they were defining, and so it could be incorrect. I thought it was, it opened up a whole new world for me, debate-wise. <laughs> I won't Get, I won't babble on about it, but I thought it was very interesting. I spent a very long time discussing with my peers about the definition of death once I read it in this article because it's such a fascinating concept that is something that isn't very thought about these days, which kind of pulls into the second article, the presidential rhetoric, because if not using clear and precise definitions that a mass can understand if you go into a rhetorical situation assuming that all of your definitions are based on the same perception that it is likely that that's going to be misunderstood which through in his address with George Bush about support for the war on terrorism if George Bush had clearly defined what his perception of terrorism was it would have been a much more rhetorically successful speech, which blew my mind just right out. But 
So I think it's very interesting, I won't say cool, but very interesting that the two of these kind of mesh together. But back to the death, I thought that that was so interesting and I cannot wait to talk about it in class because to define not what a word is, but what is death? What do we qualify as death in the vaguest sense of the word when you are no longer alive? But that can go even further into what is somebody's ideal or their what is their definition of being alive is it having a full independent functioning life i'm gonna get cut off but i'm just gonna go ahead and stop it here i can't wait to talk about this in class i will see you tomorrow